three, two, one. Welcome in Husker Extra Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm I'm rocking my St. Bonaventure Bonnie's shirt today as the NCAA oh. tournament gets underway. We got oh. Sipple. We got Parker. Uh, I got Utah State, Texas Tech on the tube right now. I'm flipping back and forth between that and Ohio State and Oral Roberts. Uh, yeah, it is one of the it is one of the greatest days of the year. Uh, this, this today, tomorrow, um, and and we'll be we'll be kind of looking up and watching this while we're podcasting. But we're also going to talk some Husker football. Uh, a little bit of news to get to as as we I guess creep closer to the the beginning of spring football here in the next couple of weeks. So, as as always, I'll turn it over to the experts uh, on the on the topic. Parker Sipple, there's a there's a couple of potential recruits out there that that are kind of garnering some discussion. Go yeah. ahead, Pete. Heavy Pete. Yeah, yeah it's it's heavy sort of interesting. Pete. I think you just sort of God, you just start starting to see the recruiting activity pick up. I'm just going to completely. Not yeah, just ignore. Yeah, disparagement. Um, probably right. Wise. It was not disparagement. It wasn't a commentary on your weight. I mean, even running and all that. You, you're you're svelte. You're svelte. <laughs> you're trim. <laughs> you, Anyways, you are linear. Linear. <laughs> linear. <laughs> I'm not. I don't know that I've ever been described as linear. Linear. That's amazing. Right, go <laughs> ahead. All right. Linear. Go ahead. Yes. Um, yeah, it's, it's sort of interesting. Uh, the So Nebraska's obviously starting spring ball uh, 10 days from now. And, and recruiting has obviously been quiet. You know, Nebraska's got the one commit from Ernest Hausman, the linebacker um, uh, from in-state here. But then there's a bunch of guys who are sort of um, coming on visits to campus on their own dime in the next few weeks or are slated to currently – and it, remember, until at least May 31st with the dead period, that just literally means they can come to campus and, and walk around, but they can't meet up with the coaching staff or have the coaching staff show them facilities or the stadium or anything like that. So sort of a, it's sort of a unique time in that regard. Um, a couple of quarterbacks are in that in that group for 2022. Uh, Richard Torres from from San Antonio, Texas, and MJ Morris from Atlanta. Um, MJ Morris. Said he's trying to commit sometime in May. Um, talked to him yesterday. There's a story up on HuskerExtra.com currently. Um, but he, yeah, he's, he's going to see four schools that he that he knows of: Nebraska, uh, Florida State, and Georgia Tech, which obviously are a little easier to get to um, from Atlanta, and then Stanford. So uh, Nebraska and Stanford being the, the two that are further away. And there's some other guys too. Um, there's um, Popeye Williams, who's an outside linebacker. Uh, from from Indiana is coming to see campus on his own um, next weekend. There's an offensive lineman uh, whose name I'm blanking on right now, but I'm okay. going to look up on uh, the Twitter right now. Um, who's who's doing a odd swing for uh, four schools in five days? He's going to see um, and and Nebraska's in on that. Sullivan Weedman is his name uh, from mm. Boston, so he's seeing some East Coast schools in Nebraska. So the bottom line here is is essentially that it's just starting to tick up a little bit on, on the recruiting front in terms of kids coming to see campus on their own. I don't think it's a coincidence that that sort of um, lines up with Nebraska starting spring ball. I mean, there's not, they can't really, they can't go watch practice unless practice is open on sort of a wider level. Um, but it just, guys are around, they're engaged, coaches are around, they're engaged. And so I just, it sort of just lines up. Uh, in my in my mind in that way so 
it'll be interesting to see what happens. I don't know that there's anything imminent out there, you know, in terms of commits or anything like that, but um, that's sort of the latest on the recruiting front. And then I think Nebraska yesterday and today were wrapped up winter conditioning officially um, with, with testing and all of that athletic testing. Um, so Simple, what was your vertical yesterday in testing? I'd probably go about 18 inches, 18. 18. Seems 18. generous. Yeah. Seems oh, generous. please, really. Is that what it says in your recruiting profiles? Like those kids that run a 4-2-5 when they're like juniors in high school? Then it matches yeah. the training like a 4 so they, Yeah, no, it's good, though, though, to mention that. They wrapped up winter conditioning. That's a bland mark. Um, and then they – Parker, what is the first day of spring ball, by the way? Yeah, so I think the first practice is technically on Tuesday, March 30th. So um, I think for the most part, they're going to be on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday practice schedule. But practice numero uno is is Tuesday, uh, March 30th. They get a couple in, couple official practices in that week. And then obviously, you know, there there's some other, you know, voluntary or whatever on days when they're not actually practicing. It's not like they're, you know, sitting at home eating lucky charms all day on the, on the days during the five weeks of spring ball when they don't actually have formal practices, but um, yeah. So uh, what is that? That's a, that's 10 days from now, 11 days from now. So we're pretty much um, pretty much at the end of winter conditioning here, spring ball will get going. And then it'll basically run the, the month of April before a red white spring game on May 1st. You know, what'd be cool. What would be and cool. Fro- Frost has alluded to the possibility once or maybe twice, but I don't think it's happening. You know, it'd be cool. Okay. Now, now you could push back on this. I think it would be neat if they released the results of the testing. Like I'd I'd like to know a few forties, like the top 10 forties and the top 10 verticals and the top 10 bench press. Um, I think it would be, not not that it means anything, but Baz remembers Parker because he's older and he's been around here, but they used to do that. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. It, was, it was super interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's not necessarily that you got a lot out of it, but it was interesting to see just who who was the fastest or who who was the strongest or whatever. So yeah, yeah. there what were always say? kind of. Go ahead, go ahead. Parker. Well, let, let's do a let's just do a quick mental exercise. I'll put you on. I'll put you on the spot here, simple. Who who would you give me a couple candidates for who would run the fastest forty on Nebraska's football? Ooh, I'll say Alante Brown. That, I'm throwing him out Ooh. right away. Okay, Alante Brown. For your Alante Brown, I would say Ramir Johnson. Ramir Johnson. Ramir Johnson has said that he's one of the fastest players on the team. Uh, there you go. And he was a he was a sprinter in high school. Yep. Parker covered that end of it. Okay, Parker. Um, who would you say? Um. Yeah, it's a it's a good question. I I would. I think uh, Alante Brown's a good candidate. I would, um, I would hazard to guess that the quarterback would be in the mix. Both of them, maybe, maybe not the very fastest, but I bet you that uh, I bet you that number two got down got down the way in pretty good shape there in the forty yard dash. Really Long big, Strider, big Adrian, big Adrian, big Adrian. Yeah, we've been, um, we've been calling him Young Adrian, but he's going to be a fourth year starter. We might, yeah. yeah. He, He's no younger young. Right. So I, I wonder it? about Adrian in that. Is Adrian that fast? Is he faster than Smothers, Parker? I'm not sure. Maybe. I mean, he, yeah, who would know? He, that's why they got to release that's what. That's, that's why they got to release this. We ha- It has to be settled. Yep, it has to be settled. Get on the phone. Get Frosty on the podcast right now. Yeah. Call him. Let's, Let's see if we can. Maybe he'll join us and reveal it. 
so there there's that that's what it's always good to know what they're where they're at in their situation over there um so we we've covered that a little bit of recruiting they they do have a Parker, am I mistaken? They just have one guy in the class of 2022 Correct. at this point. Yep. yep. The other yeah, interesting thing, the one other interesting thing that happened this morning was that they, it's not through the program technically because they're summer camps, but um, a set of um, sort of a camp schedule, a tentative camp schedule was released this morning, which is sort of interesting. Um, don't know for sure that it's even going to be, you know, allowed that would, that would require the dead period ending on, on May 31st, but if it does, they're going to try to put together basically a full June um, worth of camps over there, which would be interesting given just how long things have been shut down. Two Friday Night Lights camps, June 4th and June 18th. They're going to try to do that Adidas uh, pipeline alignment camp on Saturday, June 19th. So there's a quarterback camp in there somewhere, I think on the 5th. So if it opens back up, you're going to have a couple things happen. A rush of kids all over the country wanting to take official visits to whatever schools they're considering. Um, and then also a rush to get kids to attend these camps. And right now Nebraska um, looks like they're going to try to push ahead and have a full, basically a full camp schedule uh, through the month of June. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Good podcast guys. Yeah. Great. <laughs> no, there's plenty of, uh, there's plenty. Well, of no, we need, we should probably touch on this too, that the news is, has kind of trickled out that um, Nebraska is potentially looking to schedule a game September 4th or move a game uh, uh, scheduled against Southeastern Louisiana to September 4th so they can get that, that extra home game uh, early in the season. Uh, not Nothing concrete on that yet, uh, of course, other than that it's, it's being looked into. Um, so more scheduling, I guess, not really shenanigans, but more scheduling potential movement uh, uh, potentially on the way here for Nebraska. It's really, it's real. The interesting part of that discussion to me is that where we are in the calendar on March 19th. I mean, that is now, I guess you could, in the context of COVID, it, it makes a degree of sense. But man, I mean, this was, a, this would have been unheard of in many years at Nebraska still tinkering with their schedule on March 19th. Um, but that's, but that's what's happened. Um, and I don't know. I don't know what, there's a lot. Here's what it boils down to, in my opinion. I'd like to get on the phone with the Southeastern Louisiana AD and see what he says about moving its game from, I think, November 13th. Or what, what? 13th, they would have to November move 13th. its game from November 13th to uh, September 4th. Um, and I don't, I, I don't know what their willingness is in that regard. I think – I mean, I would be surprised if it happened. I mean, it's not impossible, obviously, but – I'd be a little surprised if it happened. One, because of the late date. I mean, Southeastern Louisiana has a game scheduled for September 4th. So you'd be talking about moving multiple games um, to make that work. And then the other thing is, I don't, it, it would obviously, it would obviously mean people back in bars and restaurants and around town earlier in the calendar in Lincoln in terms of economic impact, but it wouldn't be altogether different in the grand scheme of things, whether you have that game in September or November, I mean, maybe the weather's nicer. Um, and then from the recruiting standpoint, like I get that that's an issue. You only have one home game in September and I, I, I can see that. I understand that, but September non-conference home games that are ticketed for 11 a.m. starts are not, 
the best way to get recruits on campus. I mean, I guess I would just be surprised if you went through all of the rigor, rigmarole of getting that game changed to September 4th, just to have it be an 11 a.m. kick and have three guys there on official visits on a holiday weekend. Like, it just doesn't – somehow that doesn't – that seems like a lot of juice for the squeeze. But yeah, that's it's something that they feel strongly about. I mean, they can try it. I just – I'd be – I guess I'd be sort of surprised if it happened. That, I think that's the thing a lot of people maybe don't think about is it probably would be an 11 a.m. kick, right? Like it, it isn't going to be like an afternoon game or it's seven. This isn't going to be a 7 p.m. game, uh, certainly. Um, you're, you're talking, like you said, you're talking about an 11 a.m. or uh, on a holiday weekend. Like it's mm-hmm. like you said, Parker, it's a yeah. lot of rigmarole to, to, to make it happen just to get that extra home game. Yeah, so really these discussions are sort of it unfortunately become, I think it's become a little awkward. I don't want to make it more awkward than it is. Um, we'll see what happens. I don't regard it. Just go ahead and try. See if you can make it more. I don't, I don't regard it as earth shattering news, I guess. You know, it just, it is, they might move the game. They might not. And if they don't, I don't think it's a big deal. I kind I would kind of personally welcome the, the time off on September 4th, um, you know, to barbecue and ride the hog. (laughs) (laughs) So that's it. There you That's go. It. Well, you can submit your you can submit your uh, your preference to that to HR and see what happens. To Frosty, I yeah, can submit, submit that. that submit that to the Frost HR department and see what they see what they come back to. <laughs> Scott, yeah, barbecue. Barbecue, a barbecue sounds good that day. Frosty, I want to take the hog up to Columbus um, on September fourth, so we can make that happen. <laughs> take All the right, hog up to Bankelman. Yeah, I mean, we could get we could go very deep into spring football, but I think we're we're a week away on the podcast from doing that. Yeah, we'll have plenty Um, of time to do that. Yeah, we don't need to get into all the position battles and things like that. There's some things that happened in basketball this week that are interesting, Baz. Yeah, speaking of position battle, well, not really position battles. uh, The the annual personnel. Uh, moves extravaganza uh, is underway. We've seen three scholarship players uh, transfer out uh, a cola rope. Now I'm going to forget all of them. A cola rope, um, Elijah Wood, and who's the Ivan. third one? Ivan, Ivan Wadrogo. How could I forget? Baby. How could I forget Big Ivan? Uh, all uh, made their decisions public on the same day on Monday, uh, opening up three scholarships uh, for Nebraska going forward. Not really earth shattering news there. I think most people probably saw the writing on the wall. Uh, with all three of those guys, the way things, especially with the way things went down the stretch of the season. Um, Ivan didn't play uh, in several games going down the stretch. And, and we saw what Derek Walker and, and Eduardo Andre did ahead of him uh, in that role. Uh, Elijah Wood, again, another guy that didn't see a lot of playing time. And and, and same with Nicole, who, who was hurt this year, but, you know, didn't play much last year until the end of the year. So it, it all comes back to something that that Matt Abdelmazi has talked about before. And it's just really hard to keep 13 scholarship players happy. You know, there's, it's, there's yeah. only so many minutes to go around, you know, and if you're Nebraska and you're trying to build a program, you, you're, you're looking for talented guys and you need the scholarship openings to go after those, those talented guys. And what does that mean? Well, especially in this day and age, it means guys are going into the portal. And I think, I'd be interested to see the inner workings of how Nebraska handles it, but I feel like they, they do a good job of being honest with these guys and, to, and being real with them, um, you know, because you don't seem to see a lot of bad blood uh, with these guys that are transferring out and things like that. I think that the, the situation was probably, has probably been made clear to them for a while. And 
so now Nebraska has some flexibility. You've got three open scholarships um, in, in a year where the transfer portal is going to be probably more active than it's ever been uh, with, with the free year of eligibility, with a, with a waiver looking like it's coming for the, the one-time free transfer. Going to be a lot of guys and a lot of options. And we've already seen that over six, I think close to 700 guys in the portal already basically since Nebraska season ended they, you know, wow. the conference tournament. Did you, did you see that? I think it was um, maybe it was verbal commits the other day. Baz had tweeted that like same day in uh, 2019, it was 200 last year. It was 400 and this year it was 600. Yeah. Yeah. Six fifty. Well, I think one of the days this week, there was 60 that went in on the same day, 60 guys, you know, like, and that's just what it is, you know, and we saw it again today. Look, look who went in today, you know, Marcus Carr from Minnesota an all conference Big Ten player, you know, a guy that could pro- will probably test the professional waters uh, too. Um, look at, you know, you think Nebraska's got a bunch of guys leaving. Look at Penn State, who had four of their top five scorers going to the port. You know, did they really? Job. Yeah, the, pit, the the Nittany Lions did. Yeah, coaching change probably has a lot to do with that and the way that yeah. whole thing went down up there. But yeah, four wow, of their did, top. Did Brockington top jump in there? Did Brockington? Brockington, Brockington Myron Jones, uh, John Harar, or John Hara. Yeah. And um, I forget the fourth one, but yeah, it's for, for their key guys for their top. Holy players. cow. So, Man. But it's like that. It's like that everywhere. Right. Like again, Nebraska's had four scholarship guys going. If you throw in Teddy, Allen, yeah. and, you know, but again, for Nebraska, Teddy Allen's really the only guy that, that was a major contributor on this year's team. We've talked before about Nebraska's need for continuity going into next year. Well, it looks like that's going to happen. I would expect there's probably going to be one more, that probably announces he's leaving uh, sometime in the next week or two. Um, but other than that, you know, it looks like they're going to have the majority of the guys back, the vast majority of the guys back that played significant minutes last year. And then you go into the portal and you, and you start looking for, for what you need, you know, for Nebraska, that probably means a, a guard, uh, preferably a lead guard. Um, it probably means a, a wing, a three and D wing, and then maybe a, a post player to add depth. If you can find a guy in the portal that's willing to, you know, come off the bench and, and play a role like that. So Nebraska's going to have some openings. That doesn't mean they're going to fill them all, but it's pretty clear they're going to return their core. They're going to add that recruiting class. Then you go find one or two or maybe even three guys that you think can help you right away out of the portal. And, and then you move forward. So it's going to be compared to these last couple of years, it's going to be a pretty quiet and, and stable off season for the most part for Nebraska. What'd you call that wing? A three and D wing? What, what three was that? And D. A three and D wing, a guy that's, that's a high level three point shooter and can also, is also a good defender. For oh, God. You know, it's kind of a specialist a little bit. Got it. Yeah. He, he does a lot of this running back down the court. <laughs> and then he, then he goes back and slaps the floor and locks down it, locks down an opponent's wing. So <laughs> just like, and you. there's, yeah, like kind of like me, kind of a three and D guy. Um, <laughs> and Rebecca. <laughs> yeah, from Ravana. That's that's what we do. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's just interesting to to kind of watch the various names pop up and and you see who's contacted them and a lot of them it's well, Nebraska's reached out. Well, yeah, Nebraska's gonna reach out to about everybody because if it's a high quality player, you just do your due diligence, right? Like your Marcus Carr, for instance. They they may not get him, they probably won't get him, but you still have to reach reach out and ask, right? Hey, are you interested? I would think so. Well, well, yeah, I mean you don't want to reach out to everybody, but no, not everybody. Everybody. But quality, yeah, everybody. <laughs> okay, Parker. Come 
Matt Abdelmasti has sent 650 text messages. You can't, you can't say you left no stone unturned if you don't reach out to everybody. <laughs> All right. Now, but I, 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 I am interested in, I'm semi-interested in that Marcus Carr discussion. I mean, think about the way he would change the conversation if for some reason he said, you know what, I'm going to go to Nebraska. It's interesting because that's a guy that you think of him as a scorer, and he is. But look at his assist numbers playing on a pretty bad Minnesota team. Like he didn't have a lot of help around him and he averaged five assists this year. And it was up closer to seven, you know, before it got late in the year and they had a bunch of injuries and he had to start taking 25 shots a game, basically. So, you know, that's a guy that can come in and play, be a lead guard for you. And you, you know, he's a proven commodity. He's proven. He's well, well, he he 40 on you. He I was going to say 40. he scored 41 against you. Yeah. yeah, 40, yeah. So you know, he can do it. Yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, there's 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 a lot of guys like that. You know, uh, Tyson Walker um, is a transfer out of Northeastern who averaged 19 points a game, scored 27 against North Carolina when Northeastern played Carolina. Again, a guy that can come in. You're not going to ask him to do that here, but a guy that can come in, can score and can play that guard position for you. You know, there's there's a ton of guys like that every year. So the nice thing for Nebraska is they're not in a position where they're going to the transfer portal saying, you know, we have to find this guy. We have to get X, you know, we, they have guys for the most part of, for the positions they need. They have guys at guard. Could you use another wing that can make threes? Yes. But you've got guys, you know, depending on what Thor or Brownerson decides to do, uh, whether he wants to come back or not, you've got some guys that, you know, can, can be solid wing players for you. You've got guys, a couple, couple guys coming in this recruiting class that you know can fill some of those roles for you. So it's different for Nebraska in that you've got – you can be maybe a little more flexible with with who you bring in and be a little more patient with who you go after as opposed to, you know, we're flipping over the whole roster. we got to find seven or eight or nine guys. You know, you're, you're going to go try and find two or three maybe and, and add them to what you got coming. So it's it's interesting for Nebraska in that aspect because there is going to be some stability and some continuity going into, the, going into this offseason. Yeah, you're right, though. I like what you said at the opening about Fred. I I think Fred would be about as direct a guy with players and as honest yeah. um, with players as you could find. Now, Baz, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I've never really heard any issues at Nebraska. As much turnover as they've had, I don't hear a lot of uh, – there hasn't been controversy or guys talking no. about a bad experience. No, Fred's no. very direct. I mean, what I've heard from about Fred is he's one of the most – honest individuals you'll ever find well and look a lot of that probably goes to his NBA background right like when they're talking to guys and I don't know this for a fact or anything but you have to assume when they're talking to guys they're talking about the NBA experience right we're going to treat you like a professional we, we and we run this organization like a professional organization and that means yes you're, you're going to have an opportunity but there's nothing guaranteed for you going forward and right you know that makes it a lot easier at the end of the year uh if if you need to create some space or, or ask a guy to move on, or if a guy wants to move on, they said, look, we've, we've been honest with you up front. And Matt Abdelmassi has, has basically said that, you know, in various interviews where he says, we're very transparent with guys and we're very upfront with guys as, as to what we expect and things like that. So you have to think that's part of the discussion with a lot of these and why at the end of the year, it's, it's, it's a pretty smooth transition. I think for Nebraska to, to create some space the way that they, way they is it, isn't it interesting. It's like kind of the, it's sort of a interesting part of the whole portal discussion that you, you have to be transparent with guys because yes. if they don't work out, we're going to find somebody in the portal. 
I mean, yeah. it's, it, it kind of cuts both ways for players. It's good for players, but it, but the conversations can be a little more real that way because yeah. of the portal. Because well, the portal. And, we'll go get somebody else if you're not doing it. You know? And if you're yeah. a player and you don't feel like you're there, you're getting this, the truth, you can go find somewhere else to play. Yeah, you exactly. have an avenue, right? You have an avenue. Yeah, and you think about the way this coaching staff does it. And when they were at Iowa State, they were one of the few coaching staffs in the country that was doing it that way, uh, building through transfers, you know, stocking rosters that way. And now everybody does it. So now how do you differentiate yourself at a time now when everybody else is doing what you're doing? You know, well, you be, you act like a professional organization. You be completely transparent you be completely honest with them and you lay it out for them you say this is it and you know some schools might promise a lot of playing time and then may not have it for them uh i don't think that happens at nebraska i think it's i think fred and matt and armand gates and this staff are are just very brutally honest with what happens and, and transparent with what happens i think that like we said that makes it a lot easier for both parties yep i'll tell you what I'm going to be very brutally honest right now. I'm going to go get some nachos Ooh. and I'm going to get some hoops going. Oh yeah. And, and um, I'm going to have my bracket sitting next to me and uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm, I'm not going to get up off the recliner for a few hours. Um, are you guys, um, are you feeling it right now? Are you feeling yeah, Oral, Oral Roberts taking it to Ohio state? In the first yeah, half. they're feeling it. Three, three point lead for Oral Roberts the last 10 seconds of the half here. Oh, is that right? Big 10 off to a shaky start with uh, Michigan State's performance last night uh, in the loss to all oh, three-pointer going up at the buzzer for Oral Roberts, and it's no good. <laughs> they um they were up eight, though, earlier in the half, Oral Roberts. Yeah, wow. Good. Hey, breaking news. I just saw it on uh, – somebody texted me. Is Brad Stevens going to Indiana? That's the rumor. That's supposedly that it. They're going to have to throw a lot of money at that dude if they're going to make it happen. A Ooh. lot of money. Someone, hey, someone was he's he's said flat out that he's not taking it, but yeah. Hey, but a lot of coaches say they're not taking it, and then they take it. Bass, yeah, think I'm, about that. Think yeah, about think that. about that. In the Big Ten, the Big Ten's not already not that tough right now, but yeah, I mean, add Brad Stevens, yeah. right? Add Brad Stevens, and I don't know what Minnesota's going to do. What have you heard anything about Minnesota? Uh, I think Craig Smith's a pretty pretty high up on the list there. The former Tim Miles assistant. Um, he'll be a popular, excuse me, a popular choice. I think that, I think a lot of this depends on kind of how the tournament goes, you know, okay. you're, you're waiting for teams to get eliminated and things like that. Craig Smith's out as of two minutes ago. Yeah, that's true. Craig Smith's out as of two minutes ago, Utah state lost to Texas tech. So. Wow. Brad yeah. Stevens. So what's the validity on Stevens at Parker? Can you it's see been, anything? There? It's all of the, all of the thing on that is that over the past like week or so since, well, basically since Archie got fired, that, National guys have basically poo-pooed it. There's no way it's happening. It's not happening. The NBA guys have said, nope, it's not. Brad Stevens was asked about it on the radio show. He said, I'm not taking that job. And then um, Mark Titus, of all people, on <laughs> Twitter has basically just been saying, I've just – he said this morning, he was tweeting this morning, like Mark Titus who played at Ohio State and – I don't know. Is he work for the ringer or something now? Yeah. works for the ringer. He's pretty well connected. Uh, yeah. He, he's been, he was, he's been saying all day today, like, look, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm just saying like there's smoke. So, Oh really? Is that yeah, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. been the, that's been the deal on that. Okay. I was, I was, I'll tell you what, yesterday I literally let out a whoop when, when I sat down to watch Michigan state UCLA I mean, I felt it. 
I mean, it felt it was nice. Did it feel good? Yeah, it felt really good. That the was second good. half. The second half was sweet. Second yeah, half. Yeah, the last like the last two minutes of all four of those games yesterday were awesome. Yeah, intense. It was, it was great. It was intense. Man, yeah, that that shit is intense. I mean, Whoa. Yeah, Whoa. They're, 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 speaking well, of intense. Hey, yeah. man. Hey, yeah. Easy. Ho- yeah. FCC, I hope you're not listening right now. Yeah, easy there is. Oh, yeah. And the FCC yeah, tuned in to hear simple scoopage about Brad Stevens. And now we're going to get docked yeah. for it. How ah. about uh, how about Appalachian State going 0 for 20 from three point range to start that game last night? And then, <laughs> and then almost went. No, they won, right? Didn't they? Oh, no, no, no. They lost. They, they, they lost worked, late. Yeah. They worked all the way back. They were down by whatever, like 14 in the first half. That's they worked right. All the way back, took the lead, and then lost at the buzzer. Had like a had like a horrific last possession to lose at the buzzer or something like that. Over 20. <laughs> they started 0 for 20. Over 20. <laughs> zero for so awesome. 20. Oh, that's a zero <laughs> for 20. <laughs> But they kept firing them. You got to respect that. They got all Michigan State back. had that shot. They had a shot too, man. That Jesus. They're at 14 late. Late. Yeah. They scored yeah. like six points the last two minutes of regulation in overtime. I think they I like think they, scored, they scored three points in the last seven minutes of regulation or something like that. UCLA was interesting to me the way they really attack. They attack yeah, they the basket. Yeah. They have a couple players that don't go to the basket. They attack the basket. Yeah, in the in the several minutes that Baz and I were talking before all three of us were on the podcast. <laughs> um, wow, Parker, easy. While we were waiting to start, um, yes. we were talking about uh, Jurang, jo- Johnny Jurang. Is that his name? From- yeah, Juzang, Johnny, Johnny Juzang. Juzang, Juzang from UCLA. He's pretty nice. Yeah, it feels good. This feels good. The tournament feels It wonderful. feels good. Yeah, yep. do not – I'll be locked in hard. I imagine Parker will for Wisconsin, North Carolina. I'm very interested in that game. Roy Williams is 29-0 and in first-round games, which is an incredible stat. Think about that. Think about that in the context of covering Nebraska basketball. He's <laughs> 0-7 all time in the, big, in, the, in the big dance. Yeah, Williams is 29-0. and Th- Think about it. Like, think about it next year or two years from now if Nebraska's playing a first-round game. Like right now, like two in the afternoon, they're like a five seed playing a 12 and it's like a six point Nebraska lead with like four minutes left. Imagine all the, imagine all the butthole puckering that's going to be happening across. The well, no, just, no, I think of it this way. Imagine how much fun it would be. Oh, it'd be so much fun. I mean, even in the first four, I was thinking about that last night at nine o'clock when that game tipped off UCLA, Michigan state. Think about it. That would be fun if Nebraska was in that. Oh game. yeah, it would be. You're Come right. On, and Brent? And they should do that. Fred? They got to play the. They got to play the. I, I know. I know that they won't probably stick with like the whole tournament in one state or one area. But man, the four, the first four games, like structured that way, the yeah. day oh, before the main tournament starts, they got to keep that. It's yeah, so cool. I agree. Like it. It was so. Well, the, only way, the only Why way you, you can make that? it better is if you started at like noon. Did like yeah. noon, two thirty, five, seven thirty. Because under, the cur- because under the current structure, simple, you know, the, the games were like on Tuesday, I think, Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah. And yeah. then it, and, and then you got this, like, then there's a day, I mean, it's just two games and they're both at night, you know, and it's like, if it was one game of, of 16 seeds and it's at 6 p.m. on Tuesday night, there's a chance I'm not watching it. But when it's four games staggered on one day and the tournament, and like, 
you've got 16 games starting the next morning. It's just like, you're just extending the beginning of the like basketball overload to the night before. I, I think it's, I thought it was, I watched more, I put it this way. I watched more of the first four. I was less excited overall by myself, like less um, counting down the days less to the start of the tournament this year than previously. And I was more Mm -hmm. into the first four yesterday than I, I thought it felt big I just thought yeah. the first four felt big I yeah. you yeah. know Charles and Kenny Smith Kenny Smith and uh and Ernie um they were you know they were doing their thing and it just it didn't feel I I totally agree with you I did well I UCLA Michigan State helps too right like the, yes, they, it does. The, that's a good that should be some good guidance for the committee to stick to sort of middling brand name teams in the first four to his 11 seeds yeah, agree. Yeah, I, I and I tweeted this yesterday too. I had this thought, like I didn't know how excited I was going to be for the tournament. You know, like I filled out my bracket and it was kind of like whatever. I didn't really feel anything. And then I saw the one shining moment video, and then I saw the game start. The game started last night. I was like, oh yeah, I'm I'm back. I'm all I'm locked into this. I'm fully invested. Yeah. Now. All the yeah, way. I around. locked in. I locked in at nine o'clock. Now I'm going. I'm I'm I, I really am. It just felt good. I mean, there's some fans. It did feel good. I don't know how many fans are in the stands. How many fans are in the stands there, Parker? Fans between ten and twenty percent, depending on the venue. Yeah, I think it's like I think it's like fifteen hundred at Assembly Hall or something like that. And oh, a couple thousand okay. at Mackey and a couple thousand at that other Coliseum, and then you know nine thousand, yeah. eight or nine thousand, eight Lucas or nine thousand at Lucas Oil. Yeah, so okay. less than ten at at every place. Yeah. All right. So, all right. So we uh, since everybody wants to hear it, you guys want to do your final four picks. Oh, I think public. we could do that. I mean, I, you know, they're pretty I similar. If I remember from the Lincoln journal star this week. Yeah. I think we're all pretty similar. I'll, I'll rip through mine first. I got Gonzaga, Alabama, Baylor, Illinois, pretty chalky three ones and a two. I like offense. I like guard play. I think those four teams have probably the best guard play in the tournament. Um, give me Gonzaga over Bama, Illinois over Baylor. And give me Gonzaga over Illinois in the final two classic game, two classic wins for Gonzaga to win the title. All right. You got the Zags. I like the Zags. Parker. Yep, I got Gonzaga, Alabama, same semifinal on one side. I've got Ohio State and Illinois. That's Ohio State who's losing to 15 seed Oral Roberts. Looks all sorts of out of whack right now, so that's great. Um, mm-hmm. And Illinois on the other side, me Illinois over the Buckeyes, Gonzaga over Alabama, and like Baz, I've got Gonzaga over Illinois in the final. Yeah, we are similar. I know all of the yeah. Gonz- I got Gonzaga, Alabama on one side. And then the only difference is I got Purdue. I have Illinois and Purdue on the other. You like um, Purdue. Yeah, I've been on Purdue for a while. I mean, I just like their combo um, inside out game. And I really like that. Baz, is it Jaden Ivey? Is that his name? Yeah, the freshman Jaden Ivey. He's a good player. Yes. Yep. He's a star in the making. Um, but they're quite a, turnaround you, quite a turnaround you've got on Illinois in the past uh, six weeks or so. Yeah. Yeah, six weeks. I say five weeks. I turned. Yeah, I turned hard on them. I didn't think they had the supporting cast. Probably put too much weight on Nebraska, pushing them into overtime. I don't know. They didn't play that well that night, probably. It was in Lincoln. It was colder than hell. It was about the most miserable time in human existence. Um, <laughs> and, and, they, and they had to come in here and, and, you know, they got it done. And I probably put too much Little weight lost. on that. They, they have a pretty good, you know, I, I, what I wondered is, do they have enough be, besides Io and, Coburn and they do. I mean, they what do. they showed is they, they absolutely do. 
Um, I want it. I want it on the record that I would lay down my life for Andre Corbello right now. I love that, that guy. Dude. The only I thing he's he does, so fun. you guys understand basketball. The only thing he does that bothers me is he gets deep way too often. I mean, yes, he drives. He drives too far and gets a little lost. But no, I'm with you. That guy is a pure. He's a beautiful point guard. Pure yeah. point guard. Pure he's fun to watch. They guys got a lot of guys that are fun. Like Io's fun to watch. Kofi's fun to watch. Well, I was on a mission. You can tell I was on a mission. Yeah. You get well, a guy that came back. Yeah. That's why he came back. He thought they're going to be good. And now look at Yeah. It. You get a guy that talented on a mission. That's scary. Oh. They're scary. I mean, they're scary. Coburn's playing better than he did at the beginning of the year too. At the beginning of the year, like some nights he was really good. And some nights he was just kind of like, just kind of floated around for being that big. But he, I, yeah. I don't know what his numbers are over the last four weeks or something, but it, it, it seems like he's been on a pretty good tear. They had a step today. I saw he's got like 78 dunks this year or something like that. And that's more than that's more than 325 teams in division one. There's 341 teams in division one, I think, or 343. That'd be so sweet. Like this isn't his entire game, but like I like that he goes for the two-hand hammer every time. It's amazing. Yeah. He's like Shaq. He does the Shaq yeah, like the drop your weight and hang on the rim yeah. every time. Imagine if Nebraska got a dude like that. Just like oh. a just like a just a monster big man that just done, tried to dunk. There would be grown men with like, like literally crying. If that oh, I'd have my shirt off in the media section. It'd be just <laughs> disgusting behavior. I don't know why your shirt would be off. <laughs> <laughs> why does the shirt have to come off? <laughs> there's ways. It doesn't to have to happen. <laughs> there's there's yeah, other just, ways to celebrate a man dunking. I do think about it a lot. If Nebraska were in this tournament, how fun it would be. And then when oh. they actually win, and it'll happen. They'll get a win. I mean, yeah. Fred in year four at Iowa State was in the Sweet 16. Yeah. I'm not saying that's going to happen here, but come on. I mean, it has to be. If, yeah. Ha- imagine if it did. Yeah, imagine if done. they were in the Sweet 16 in two years. Oh, years. God. Oh, could you imagine, oh, Sip, you and me, like covering a covering a Sweet 16 run, like in yeah, San Antonio or something oh, there'd like be that? Tear. There'd be man oh. tears. We'd be, we'd, be in the, we'd be in the river, on the river walking. I would love it. I, I hope it happens because I want. I would just want to see how many times Sipple would get yelled at by the NCAA staff on site for like trying to go out onto press row without like his drink in a power. Yeah, one of the. Yeah, one of the NCAA. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry, I forgot. Sorry, 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 sorry. So, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, Baylor 13, Hartford 12, more than halfway through the first half here. So another, right, I got to get home. I got to get some nachos and get home. Yeah. Let's, let's end this thing. Thanks for tuning in guys. We appreciate you. Enjoy the tournament. We'll talk to you next week.